Welcome to Greg Kelly Reports. I'm Lydia Serrano in for Greg tonight. Thanksgiving week kicked off at the White House earlier today with Joe Biden looking like he's barely able to even pardon a turkey. And while we routinely discuss the more obvious ways the Biden administration is destroying the country from foreign policy disasters to economic failures, with Thanksgiving fast approaching, it's important to showcase another way. Joe Biden is ruining our country, one that is much more personal and touches almost every single person, every family across our great nation. I bet every single person watching this right now knows someone who is battling a drug or an alcohol addiction. Maybe they're a functioning addict. Maybe they've been in and out of rehab and jail for years, but their weakness, their addiction, it's the same. The endless need to numb their reality hands over their sensibilities to a chemical. Americans, they are miserable. And under Joe Biden's watch, they're dying in record numbers. Every five minutes, someone now dies of a drug overdose in this country. Yet where is the alarm? Addiction, it's like a cancer that has now metastasized throughout every city, every neighborhood, every block in this country. Teen overdose deaths have now nearly tripled between 2019 and 2021. In total, officials estimate over 100,000 people overdose across the U.S. every year. That's about 3,000 people daily. Think about that number. 3,000. That's as if a major jetliner crashed every single day, filled mostly with young people, crashing and dying, and no one cares. Doctors say addiction is a disease that must be treated. Then, then why is the Democrat answer to addiction, which is often the culprit behind homelessness and crimes, to simply throw money at it? Do you know what gets a lot of addicts clean? Consequences like forced rehab and even jail time. Even former addicts knows this. Uh, here's a story about Jared Clickstein, who was once one of the thousands of homeless drug addicts living on the streets of Los Angeles. A sick, a criminal, and heading towards death. This is what he says himself. He says he realized that, that the only way he could get sober was to go to jail. And to help solve the drug crisis, Los Angeles recently initiated a mansion tax to raise funds to put homeless, drug-addled, mentally ill people into apartments, which Clickstein says only makes the problem out of sight, out of mind, and much worse. 71% of the overdose deaths happened indoors, in mm -hmm. districts with the highest amount of this, these free caskets, is what I'd call them. They're, they're large caskets. Uh, you cannot give a fentanyl addict a, an apartment. They will die in the, the apartment. And, and uh, you know, that, that's just not, that, that is how you, now if you want to uh, cleanse the population, that's how you solve the problem. Right. But that's a nasty, that's a very nasty way to solve it. Definitely nasty. And Democrats claim they care so much about addicts and homeless people. But if they truly did, step one would be begging Joe Biden to declare a national emergency and use that as the reason to close our southern border where drugs continue to pour in. In San Francisco, the liberal utopia of America, the home of Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris and your favorite shadow presidential campaigner, Gavin Newsom, is now experiencing another record breaking year of drug overdoses. And of course, the main culprit fentanyl, accounting for more than 80% of those deaths. We now know that the chemicals for fentanyl come from China, which are shipped to Mexico, manufactured in Mexico, and then smuggled into the United States by the cartels. Let me ask you this. Had you ever even heard the word fentanyl before Joe Biden became president? Probably not unless you were in the medical field. But ever since Biden came into office, everyone now knows what fentanyl is and, and where it's coming from. 
But don't worry, don't worry. Biden met with Mexican President Lopez Obrador and China's President Xi Jinping last week to focus on the new challenges at the border. We've seen in our security cooperation, we're working side by side to combat arms trafficking, to combat uh, tackle organized crime, and to address the opioid epidemic and including fentanyl, which when we talk privately, I want to tell you about my great conversation with Xi Jinping on that issue. Great conversation there. I mean, did you hear that? Biden actually believes Xi, a guy who is BFFs with Russian President Vladimir Putin, a guy who continues to brutalize the Uyghur Muslims there in his own country of China, a guy that Joe Biden just last week also called a dictator behind his back, of course. And those are just a few of Xi's qualities of being a trustworthy man. I mean, think about it. This, what you're seeing right here on your screen, this is what China wants. They want zero competition. They want our young people mentally incapacitated out of it. That video out of Philadelphia. But it's a familiar scene across every major city. It's like the zombie apocalypse. Democrats want to simply give addicts, you know, free needles and a place to get high. And remember vending machines when you used to get a snack out of it? Well, Democrats, they've replaced that too. In Chicago, tax dollars there are now being used for what they're calling public health vending machines. So now if you forgot your needle, have no fear. You can get one for free at a vending machine near you. How long before we start funding and giving out actual illicit drugs to addicts? I mean, after all, cities like Portland were pioneers in harm reduction. Oregon was the first state in the nation to decriminalize hard drugs like heroin and meth. But now it's rethinking that stance amid the wave of fentanyl deaths. Former supporters now warning of the dangerous consequences. I mean, who would have thought, right, that allowing people to slowly commit suicide by in injecting and ingesting illegal drugs would actually lead to more deaths, right? I mean, who would have thought that the destruction of two-parent homes, allowing children to run wild, would put them on the path for prison and death? Even Joe Biden knew that the Democrat coddling of out-of-control young people would lead to disaster. We should focus on them now, not out of a liberal instinct for love, brother, and humanity, although I think that's a good instinct, but for simple, pragmatic reasons. If we don't, they will, or a portion of them will, become the predators 15 years from now. And Madam President, we have predators on our streets that society has, in fact, in part because of its neglect, created. Again, it does not mean because we created them that we somehow forgive them or do not take them out of society to protect my family and yours from them. They are beyond the pale, many of those people. Beyond the pale, right? It's hard to believe that was Joe Biden, right? 30 years ago, almost to the day. And that's not the Joe Biden we have now. This is who we have now. Thank you, thank you. And I love your ears. I love them. They're really cool. What's your name? Catherine. Catherine, what a beautiful name. That's my mommy's name. Well, nice to see. How old are you, 17? Six. Six. She's six. Why is he complimenting a child's ears or whatever? I mean, and asking if she's of legal age? Yeah, he. this is not who Americans thought they elected into office, a weak, feckless man who is beholden to the radical left. A lot of Democrats now lamenting Biden is too old. 
And today is actually his 81st birthday. He's the oldest president ever, and it shows. And by the way, I, it's my birthday today, and they can actually sing birthday music. I just want you to know it's difficult turning 60. <laughs> difficult. <laughs> his approval rating now at an all-time low at just 40 percent. The NBC News poll also showing Trump edging out Biden 46 to 44 percent. Who are these 40 percent, 44 percent of people that even support Biden? I have no idea. But you know what? This isn't even about age. President Trump, he is 77 years old and he's got more energy than people half his age. This is about competency. This is about being an effective leader, making America great again. President Biden, I know you're not watching this because it's well past your, your bedtime, but on your birthday, please all grant us this one wish. Don't run again. Do it for your own good and for the good of this country. Or maybe Biden should take a hint from his own team. David Axelrod, chief strategist for Obama, continues to call into doubt the ability for another four years of Joe, saying to The New York Times, quote, I think Biden has a 50-50 shot here, but no better than that, maybe a little worse. He thinks he can cheat nature here, and it's really risky. They've got a real problem if they're counting on Trump to win it for them. Politico also reporting that the Biden team has been advised to lean into the Grandpa Joe narrative. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's bring in uh, attorney and former Georgia Congressman Doug Collins. Thank you so much, Congressman, for joining us. Glad to be here. Congressman, first off, you are well-versed in the justice system and, and drug addiction. Uh, the two obviously go hand-in-hand. Hand. Democrat policies of just letting people out of jail or not arresting them or giving them free needles, that only makes things worse, right? Well, it does. And I think the real issue of criminal justice, and as someone who's actually worked in the, you know, for criminal justice reform, you know, author of the First Step Act, working other things that actually make our criminal justice system better. And it doesn't make it better because you take the accountability away from those who do things wrong. What it does is, is you make sure that the crime and the punishment match each other and that you're making sure that there are ways for those that have committed crimes to not do it again. And what you just talked about with the drug addiction issues, the mental health issues, those are the real criminal justice issues because most of our jails right now are full of people, uh, 45 to 60 percent of all jails in this country have either addiction or mental health issues. What we've got to do is begin to, to deal with this situation. Number one, stop the flow coming over the border, but then also deal with it in ways that actually take people who've been addicted for years, realizing they're not going to get clean in five or ten days. They've got to, we've got to have a good approach that actually gets these people back to productive citizenship. And liberals right now are just simply feeding the addiction instead of actually trying to break the addiction. Absolutely. Now back to, to Biden, the fake news run by the Democrats elite is obsessed with demonizing President Trump. Take a listen. His violent rhetoric has trickled down to Congress, where literal fighting erupted this week. I mean, if the head of the party is spouting violent rhetoric any chance he gets, I guess it's not really surprising that brawls are on the verge of breaking out in the halls of Capitol. I mean, it has kind of a connection there. The fact is, the fish rots from the head. It always does. And Donald Trump remains the de facto head of the GOP. Now, None of this behavior should come as a surprise, given Trump's role in unleashing a violent mob on the Capitol on January 6th. She wants to say he has violent rhetoric. Meanwhile, Rashida Tlaib, 
she's literally put out a video saying from the river to the sea, the elimination of Israel. It doesn't get more violent than that, right? The eradication of an entire group of people. Uh, exactly. And then they try to write it off as, is it just what, I, what she meant or anything out there. And Tlaib knew exactly what she meant when she said it. And look, I'll take off uh, Jen Circleback Saki and I'll just uh, take it back to her. It's, if she's claiming that Trump, you know, did all this stuff as the head of the party, then what is the head of the party of the Democrats doing? Uh, incompetence? Biden is, you know, mumbling through, can't even, you know, pardon a turkey. These are the kind of things that are just wrong. They are so afraid of, jo of Donald Trump beating Joe Biden, going back into the White House, that they're willing to promote anything that would make it uh, seem like this is just unreasonable for anybody to think about it. The truth of the matter is, at three or four years difference in age, no one in this country believes that Donald Trump's not up to the job mentally, and everybody almost believes that Joe Biden can't handle it. We have less than a minute left. I, do you think that the Democrats are using the age thing as, as an excuse and, and not his, obviously, his failed policies? Yes. I mean, because they, they're searching for anything. They are so desperate right now to figure out why he's getting uh, trounced in polls after polls. And you're losing young people. You're losing Hispanic voters. You're losing African-American voters. And, and really, it's not, it's not real hard to understand. People don't like the fact that we gave up in Afghanistan and we lost uh, uh, valuable members of our military. They don't like the fact that they're paying more for gas and bread and milk and everything else coming into Thanksgiving than they did under uh, Donald Trump. This is a very clear picture. You have Donald Trump, who actually has a record of actually helping people. And then you have the rhetoric of the Democrats. And now they're trying to blame it on, well, he's just old. We just got to make sure that mm. people aren't picking on him. All right. Congressman Doug Collins, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Hey, it's always good to be with you, Lee. We're now joined by someone who has made a reputation for herself as a MAGA firebrand. She is tough and she is never afraid to call out the Biden administration's failures and always willing to take on the swamp. She also has a new book out tomorrow simply titled MTG. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, she joins us now. Lovely to have you. Thank you so much for having me on. So Congresswoman, your book is branded as a story that will inspire anyone who has ever felt like their voice isn't powerful enough to make a difference. Clearly, you're the embodiment of that that doesn't matter how big you are, you can be a woman. If you stand by the truth, you can make a difference. So tell us all about it. That's right, you absolutely can. And that's the great thing about America as well. I wrote this book, MTG, and I hope people get a copy at mtgbook.com because when I came into Congress, the media created a character of me that does not exist. And they sold that character in the headlines. And so I'm ripping back the curtains so people can know me and my own words and policies and beliefs. But I'm also ripping the curtain open on Washington, D.C., because America knows it's the swamp that fails us and they deserve to know the truth about what happens there. And speaking of making a difference, I spoke earlier about the drug crisis that is basically taking over this country. You attempted to impeach Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, DHS, uh, you know, the head of it that he says of the border, but he does nothing. Eight Republicans voted against it. Now what? How can the GOP put an end to this administration's devastating policies when the GOP can't even come together? That's right. Thank you so much for drawing attention to that. I was outraged that eight Republicans joined with the Democrats to protect Secretary Mayorkas's job. He should be impeached. You know, I introduced those articles of impeachment over six months ago, and they've sat on a shelf in committee and judiciary collecting dust. So I brought a privilege resolution to the floor after two of my own constituents were killed by a 17-year-old cartel member that was smuggling illegal aliens into the country. We cannot let this happen. 
But, you know, many, many people flooded their eight, those eight Republicans' offices with phone calls. And I hope to see them impeach Mayorkas because I plan on reintroducing the, a privilege resolution to impeach Mayorkas again. So I think we need a round two, and I think it's time for him to go. And don't you dare give up. You saw during that hearing, I don't have to tell you, he wasn't even answering the questions. It's like they're doing this on purpose. And speaking of injustices, one of the chapters in your book is about January 6th. Speaker Johnson on Friday night released all the hours of surveillance video from the Capitol that day. What do you make of what you saw that day on those tapes? Well, yeah, important. I wrote a chapter about that because I was in the House chamber. It was the third day on the job for me. I was a brand new member of Congress. I'd organized the effort to object to Joe Biden's electoral college votes because of uh, what, what we believed. And, you know, it was unbelievable what happened. But also, I write about visiting the January 6th defendants in jail. I've been one of the only members of Congress to visit them in the D.C. jail. And I went in in November 2021 when their rights were being so, so abused. Um, and there continue to be abuse. Uh, Speaker Johnson just released 90 hours out of the 44,000 hours in a portal that the House Admin Committee has been working on for months. So this has been a, quite a project, and I was glad to see him release some of those. But we need accountability. So I've called on Speaker Johnson to create a new January 6th Select Committee because we need to hold the old January 6th Committee accountable, Nancy Pelosi accountable. We need to subpoena the FBI, the Department of Justice, and anyone else who was involved in what I would call actually the real big lie. That's the big lie is what happened on January 6th. And I have no doubt that you will find out the truth. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, thank you so much for joining us. And again, you can get her new book, MTG, out tomorrow, November 21st, wherever books are sold. And you can get more information. You can also get her book at mtgbook.com. MTG, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Happy Thanksgiving. The same to you, ma'am. Up next, uh, Trump's legal team battles uh, federal prosecutors sit in Washington, D.C. to appeal the gag order put into place by Judge Tanya Chutkin. We'll talk about how this order has attempted to silence President Trump as well as violate his First Amendment rights right after the break. The Democrats' obsession to get Trump because they're afraid of what will happen if he wins again continues. But their witch hunt failing miserably as he continues to surge in the polls, remaining the top choice for GOP voters as well as other voters. One poll revealing that he would beat Biden in five out of six swing states. Trump and his legal team rightfully refusing to back down as they appeal the gag order placed on President Trump by Judge Chutkin, accusing him of plotting to overturn the 2020 election. Here with the latest on the fight against this gag order and more, senior advisor for President Trump, Jason Miller. Jason, welcome to Greg Kelly Reports. Good evening. Good to be with you. Jason, the gag order placed on Trump by the biased uh, Judge Chutkin in the federal 2020 election case claims Trump was attempting to launch a smear campaign against people involved in the case. What is the next step now? Well, what we're seeing here is this is Biden against democracy. And whether it be weaponizing the federal judicial system or getting his allies at state and even local municipalities to go and launch this weaponization of the justice system, they want to shut off 
President Trump's First Amendment rights. And this is very clearly lawfare, what they're doing. We've also seen them weaponize, quite frankly, the electoral system in which they're trying to attack President Trump standing in ballots all around the country. So today there's a hearing in D.C. where President Trump's lawyers advocated that he should not have a gag order in the case that's coming at him in the J6 matters. Uh, but it's, it's happening all over the place. They want to try to silence President Trump. And the bigger he does on the campaign trail, the higher he gets in the polls, the more they attack him. Absolutely. It's election interference at the highest level. And you mentioned they're trying to keep him off the ballots. What do you think about states like Colorado, Michigan, trying to keep Trump off the ballot, citing the 14th Amendment that he's an insurrectionist? Yet even Jack Smith knows better because he hasn't charged Trump with an insurrection or anything like that because there's simply no evidence to support it. You know, I don't think the Democrats and the crazy leftists really think they're going to win here. I think they just want to try to challenge President Trump's campaign and his legal team, try to make them spend time and money on this. Look, these ballot challenges have been rejected in New Hampshire, Minnesota, Michigan, and of course, Friday night in Colorado. These have been embarrassing defeats for the political left, but they just keep coming and they want to lose more, I guess. But it's very unconstitutional what they're trying to do. And again, it goes to this Biden against democracy where they try to weaponize government, whether it be the judiciary, whether it be the state election system. Uh, they are absolutely triggered to try to stop President Trump. Absolutely. TDS to the umpteenth degree. Now, President Trump, he continues to dominate in the polls, as we've been discussing, remaining the top choice for GOP voters with 67 percent supporting him in a new Harvard-Harris poll. None of these attempts to attack Trump, to take him down, to destroy him, they are they are not working. So do you, what's the next stop for, for the Democrats? Obviously, we're seeing here in New York City with the fraud case, they're trying to destroy his empire, his financial empire, destroy his family, that he's been working hard to build up his entire life. Well, the funny thing is they're actually now trying to attack President Trump on the issues and trying to say that President Trump will be do mean, terrible things such as secure the border, make sure that we have the wall completely built, make sure that we have the law enforcement is able to get the crime off the streets, stop the endless wars all around the world. And that's exactly what President Trump's going to do. So the Democrats are going full circle. They're back to they can't figure out what the lines of attack are, because here's the thing. Today is Joe Biden's 81st birthday and nobody will say that Joe Biden's going to be sharper or more with it a year from now. You know, and I hate to even say this is about age because President Trump is 77 and he's got more energy than 30 year olds. It, this comes down to competency. What do you think about Joe Biden? He's just simply a failed leader. Look at his policies. Look at the state of this country. Well, you're exactly right. And in fact, President Trump put out a letter just this afternoon saying a letter from his doctor saying that he's in perfect health uh, that <laughs> with diet and with exercise. He's been able to even lower his weight. Uh, also said that President Trump is in peak condition when it comes to cognitive matters. I would just challenge Joe Biden and the Biden White House to release a similar report on the president. And I don't think that they can because I don't think that Joe Biden, quite frankly, uh, could even tell the difference between a giraffe um, and, uh, and a rhino at this point. So uh, right. it's President Trump is fit. He's ready to go. And it's about competence and cognitive ability. President Trump has it. Joe Biden does not. Jason Miller telling it like it is. Thank you so much. Thank you. Up next, Israel's ground invasion into Gaza continues with the IDF most recently releasing footage of the Al-Shifa hospital in Gaza where Hamas held Israeli hostages and hides behind the innocent civilians. More on this 
when we come back. Israel has continued its ground invasion into Gaza as they near their mission of eliminating the Hamas terrorists. Yesterday, the IDF released this video, never before seen footage of the Hamas hostages taken to the Shifa hospital at the start of the Israel invasion, disproving any doubts from the fake news that outlets like us were telling them that they were using human shields and were using the hospital compounds as a hideout. Let's bring in our military experts, U.S. Army and Black Hawk pilot, Lieutenant Colonel Darren Gobb. Also with us, Brigadier General, U.S. Air Force and Combat C-17 Commander, U.S. Air Force, Blaine Holt. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Good to be with you, Lydia. Hey, thanks, Lydia. Lieutenant Colonel Darren, the, the fake news media, it continues to attempt to disprove that Hamas operates under the Al-Shifa hospital in Gaza through those underground tunnels. Now we have this video of them actually bringing the hostages in and the doctors just kind of standing there. I mean, why is the, the fake news, other media outlets, so intent on disproving the truth? I mean, there's video right now we're looking at of the tunnels underneath the hospital. Yeah, Lydia, no, there's no doubt that there's people that are going to believe whatever they want to believe, no matter what is put in front of them as evidence. And uh, the, uh, the Israeli Defense Forces have done a su superb job of capturing everything that they're doing and putting it in front of the public for them to look at, weigh for themselves, and prove what they're doing and what they've known really for decades of what's going on inside the, uh, the, uh, the Al-Shifa Hospital and other locations. It's unbelievable. And Brigadier General Blaine Holt, the Biden administration has cautioned Israel against a potential war in Lebanon. But who would take advice from a president who can barely handle simple questions from the media? Take a listen. Mr. President, is a hostage deal near? Sir, is a hostage deal near? Mr. President, is a hostage deal near? I believe so. But I'm not prepared to talk to you. so? Yes. I believe so. I mean, President Biden, he continues to show his weakness on the world stage. Uh, you know, General, we also have members of the squad, members of Congress calling for a ceasefire. What's going on here? Are they just clueless? Are they propagandists? What is this? Yeah, to Darren's point, what they all want to do is believe whatever propaganda shards can get in their hands, and then they magnify those times a million. And quietly, the professionals of the IDF just go and show you the evidence that, no, these are lies. This is what's happening. And listen, if, if the Biden administration wants to break ranks with the Israelis and, and caution them against some sort of war with Hezbollah, maybe then they should not give Hezbollah's benefactor, Iran, 10 billion additional dollars to wage terrorism and war, which resulted in the loss of a, of a ship that has nothing to do with Israel yesterday. Um, they're just very inconsistent. And this inconsistency equates to no deterrence in the region, no matter how many ships we put there. We have less than a minute left, so, gentlemen, I'll ask you both the same question. What's next after Israel eradicates Hamas? Clearly, the Palestinian Authority cannot be put back into power, and we can't have the U.N. there either. So what's next? You, Lieutenant Colonel, you go first. I think Israel needs to own this and be able to provide for their own security. And they can actually build this in such a way that Israelis and the, uh, and the Arabs live together in peace. But all these other different countries and agencies around the world have not been able to provide solutions. I think it's up to Israel to provide their own solutions here. In general? 
Could not agree more. And and what happens is is they have to lead the diplomacy efforts because we've sorely been lacking in our credibility to be able to mount any type of diplomacy efforts. Uh, but meanwhile, you see the Arab states, the Muslim states getting together with China and Russia. So, Lydia, there's another shoe to drop here. We should watch for it soon. And you tend to always be right. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. Coming up, what real leadership looks like. Trump spends his weekend in Texas serving those who serve us ahead of Thanksgiving. We'll talk about it after the break. Well, as if we didn't know already, Trump is certainly the man of the people. He spent the weekend serving Thanksgiving meals to Texas National Guard and Texas Department of Public Safety troops who protect our southern border. 77 years old, I have no idea where he gets all of this energy. Trump fully shows up for our country while our actual president hit away in Delaware once again and returned back just in time for his 81st birthday. Here to join us to discuss more is spokeswoman for Make America Great Again, Inc., Caroline Levitt, and also joining us, former acting U.S. Attorney General Matt Whitaker. Thank you both for joining us here on Greg Kelly Reports. Hi, Lydia. Lydia. Caroline, let's start off with you first. That video, it, I mean, it, it shows it all. President Trump, the vigor that he has, the energy that he gets from the crowd as well, the troops. Look at that. They, they love this guy. This is a leader who is respected not only here in the United States, but across the world. That's absolutely right, Lydia. You can see the joy in those great heroes' faces. Look, you see one of them there holding out his phone to take a selfie with the President of the United States. And one, a man who I'm surely, uh, I'm sure they wish was still their commander in chief. Uh, under President Trump's leadership, our veterans, our active duty service members, our border patrol, our law enforcement were respected and they felt safe because they knew they had a competent leader in the White House who was not going to take crap, not from our enemies here at home or abroad. And now you see Joe Biden, who is weak. He is feeble. He didn't even visit the border for years until he finally felt the political pressure to do so. He doesn't care about these great men and women in uniform. And he, his weakness has led to two new wars overseas. And so uh, the American public, especially those that serve in uniform to protect our freedoms every single day, miss Donald Trump's leadership. And they are disgusted, as we all are, by Joe Biden's weakness and also just his clear dereliction of duty. This is a president who has spent more than one third of his presidency on vacation on the beach. It's embarrassing and disgusting, and we are paying the price for it. I think the whole world is paying the price for his weakness there on the world stage. And Matt, a new NBC poll from over the weekend shows that Trump beat Biden among young voters. Well, I guess, and then in an attempt, Biden trying to sound all hip and cool and, and get the kids to vote for him, um, it's not working out for him. <laughs> Let's take a listen to him today, mixing up Beyonce's tour with Taylor Swift and then Britney Spears. Look at this. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or, or, or Britney's tour. She's down in, it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Look. Oh, my God. Matt, what do you think about that? I mean, look, Brittany hasn't been on tour in years. I think my parents even know that. My dad's 84. He knows that. Like, this, he's a president. He doesn't know where, where, he, where he is. What do you think of this, Matt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had one accurate thing, and that was it, it is warm in Brazil, I guess, maybe. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> long story short is, uh, you know, it, it, no matter how you feel about those three 
you know, superstars. Uh, I one who just came out of the book, one who's on tour, and one who's a, a superstar uh, in her own right. But that all being said, um, you know, Joe Biden is struggling, and this is—it's hard to watch. I mean, this is obviously, you know, there are so many more issues um, that I hope that his age uh, is not the deciding factor for American voters because that takes away from really the incompetencies uh, that have happened in this administration, whether it's the border that was highlighted by the pre President Trump's trip down there, or whether it's the uh, economy, whether it's the uh, when they left Afghanistan, all of those things, Lydia, are just really compounding to uh, have a sense for the American people that things are not being well run in Washington, D.C. And all that to be said, these polls are really showing one interesting thing, and that is that young men uh, under 30 are really attracted to Donald Trump and his leadership. They know uh, that Joe Biden uh, has is trying to fundamentally change the culture, and they know that Donald Trump will restore not only law and order, but you know, sort of, he knows what the difference between a man and a woman is, and he can tell you what a <laughs> that there are two sexes, uh, and you know, I think it's those basic fundamental things that really attract a lot of voters. Donald Trump is 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 you know standing for what's right. I mean, we saw what happened at the UFC fight, right, last weekend here in New York City, Madison Square Garden, tens of thousands of people, and the crowd went wild. I'll ask you both this question and split it up between the two of you. Caroline, uh, 30 seconds to you. Does that surprise you? I mean, we're talking New York City. It doesn't get more blue than that, and yet no way Biden would ever get that kind of reception anywhere. No way. And it doesn't surprise me at all. Since the moment he came down that golden escalator many years ago, Donald Trump has been the people's president because he says what we are all thinking. And he has the courage to get up and fight with, with despite all of the uh, lawfare that they have thrown in his way, the attacks, the lies, the smears. He's continuing to fight on behalf of the American public. And they know because they can feel it. Their lives were a heck of a lot better under his leadership. And that's why you see an enormous surge of support across all demographics for President Trump. Matt Whitaker, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I was at the Iowa State football game when President Trump joined me uh, to watch that in September. I'll be at the UFC fight in December in Vegas. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, but it's obvious to me because I live in Iowa and I'm around real Americans that really the only people that feel Donald Trump's a threat are the D.C. elites and the coastal left wingers. Uh, real America understands what Donald Trump is going to do when he takes over in 2025, and they are looking forward to it. Right. I think at this point, Trump is not just a candidate. He's a movement. And we need that type of person to write the course of this ship before it hits that iceberg. Caroline Levitt, Matt Whitaker, thank you both. Thank Thanks, you. Lydia. Up next, fentanyl is the leading threat that Americans are facing today. And the recent agreement made between Biden and President Xi of China is just not going to do it as pounds of drugs pour in through our open borders every single day. We'll talk about this major drug crisis impacting our nation right after this. Well, you heard me talk about it earlier. The United States is facing a crisis, uh, an epidemic like we've never seen before. Recent studies show that every five minutes, an American dies of a drug overdose, overwhelmingly due to fentanyl. It now only takes two pounds of the drug to kill up to a half a million people. 
Pounds upon pounds of this drug continues to pour in right through our southern border. And just last week, 300 pounds of fentanyl was seized at, at the Arizona border. It's up to the Biden administration now to end this stream of drugs, to end the deaths of so many Americans. But they have yet to do a single thing to protect this nation. Let's get right now to our expert panel on this. President of the Fentanyl Solution, Janice Celeste. Also with us, internist of Custom Care Medical, Dr. Frank Contest. Contachessa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Lydia. Janice, I'll start off with you first. Uh, President Biden, he discussed an agreement made between the United States as, as well as China regarding this drug crisis. Let's take a listen. We are restarting cooperation between the United States and PRC on counter-narcotics. With this new understanding, we're taking action to significantly reduce the flow of precursor chemicals and pill presses from China to the Western Hemisphere. It's going to save lives, and I appreciate President Xi's commitment on this issue. So, Janice, this is expected to reduce the flow of the chemicals used to make fentanyl that come in from China, go to Mexico, they finish the product, and then they smuggle it into the United States thanks to the cartels. But I think what people need to understand is that the people overdosing aren't necessarily even drug addicts, right? They're taking a single pill and dying. That's correct. They don't even know what they're getting. They think they're getting a Percocet or a Xanax or Adderall because it looks just like that, but it has fentanyl in it. And you know what? It doesn't even pay the cartels to put any real medication into these pills that they're selling on the black market anymore. They just put fentanyl and filler to try to get you hooked, but then they put too much because they're not real chemists. So some pills may have nothing in it. Some pills may have too much in it. Some pills may have just enough to get you addicted so that you'll come back and help them make their fortune. Unbelievable. And doctor, news coming out of Oregon today. It was the first state in our nation to pass the failed drug decriminalization law that was originally passed in 2021. We're talking about heroin, uh, meth, you name it, like nothing happens to you. The law decriminalized the possession of small amounts of drugs and directed the state's cannabis tax revenue towards addiction treatment services. Now it's getting major pushback as this fentanyl crisis. We're seeing tens of thousands of people overdosing, dying, and many of them are teenagers. What do you think about this? Does decriminalization, does it actually work? Because it looks like it doesn't. Well, thank you for having me tonight, Lydia. You know, the problem is fentanyl is not your, uh, your father's and grandfather's drug from the 60s and the 70s, where they said, oh, if you're not careful, you could become addicted to this, you can become addicted to that. This is a much more evil drug. Don't forget, 50 times more powerful than uh, heroin, a hundred times stronger than morphine. So it's not, you know, be careful or you'll get addicted. As, as Janice just said, these drugs are instant addiction or instant overdose, where people, even the first responders who come to help somebody who had an overdose and get this the most minute exposure can go into an overdose. So the problem is these laws, the decriminalization laws, were intended for more traditional drugs that, of course, have their own risks and, and uh, and problems, but they're not this instant death, instant addiction, or instant overdose of fentanyl. So fent the problem is that fentanyl is a different kind of a drug. Right. And, and Janice, I'll ask you this question. What do you make of the vending machines, right? They have them here in New York City. They put them up in Chicago. People can get the, the free needles, and then they can go and get high in a safe area or something like that. I mean, people are overdosing in front of the vending machine at, and at these safe injection centers. 
Why aren't the Democrats understanding that this is a disease? It's like a cancer. It's metastasizing. And the answer isn't, here's the gun, go kill yourself. Well, it is a disease. And having uh, vending machines um, with the actual antidote in it, like our Narcan, we, we're totally for that because we need to get Narcans to, to help people because it can happen to your neighbor and you might be a first responder. Mm -hmm. It can happen to your, your neighbor's kid. So to have like the Narcan vending machines, we are totally 100% for that. We want to get Narcan into in everyone's first aid kit because, you know, we've had people who um, neighbors have overdosed um, by accident, you know, and right. if that was the case, and it's, or as I say, it's a 14-year-old child, and that's what you have in your house um, to save them, you know, that's a good thing. Now, you know, all of the other types of vending machines, I have not seen those yet, so, you know, I can't comment too much on those, but I can definitely comment on Narcan vending machines. And, and Dr. Frank, that's the thing, too, 30 seconds to you. People can be exposed to that. There was a five-year-old that died here in New York City because he was at his daycare and he was exposed to fentanyl. So it is important to have that, that Narcan, but also to hold these people accountable that expose children to it. Yes, very much so. And it's important for us to teach our children that, these, that this stuff is out on the street. It looks like candy. You, you can't even mess around that once. I, I have teenage daughters, you know, going to high school and middle school age. And I tell them, you know, there's no experimenting around because you're young and want to just try things. It's so dangerous now that you just right. can't get away with that anymore. So we have to make people aware that you can't even mess around, not even once. Yep. Dr. Janice, thank you both for joining us this evening. Thank you, Lydia. We'll be right back with more Greg Kelly reports right after this. In case you haven't heard, Newsmax Plus just launched. It's Newsmax's new streaming app that lets you watch Newsmax on your home TV or smartphone anytime, anywhere. Now, if you're a regular cable or satellite subscriber, you can continue watching Newsmax on your TV like you're doing right now. Nothing changes for you. But with Newsmax Plus, you get all of your favorites and a lot more. It's why more than 150,000 people have now already signed up. They're like you, tired of the fake news and want the truth from Newsmax. So to sign up, go to Newsmax newsmaxplus.com. The trial is free. Once you're signed in, go to the Newsmax app on your home TV or smartphone and just start watching. Newsmax Plus works just like Netflix and other Plus services. So get started today. It's not expensive at all. Cheaper than a Happy Meal. Again, that's newsmaxplus.com. All right. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Greg Kelly, he'll be back tomorrow. Again, I'm Lydia Serrani. Trust and remember that God is with you in all ways always. Good night.